Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jesse. Welcome. Thank you so much. Long time in the making. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to have you on here because we share a lot of the same perspectives. But just for the for the listeners that may not know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, yeah, so I am the chief marketing officer at BDEX during the day. Um, and we, you know, help marketers with their data, put simply with their first party data. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do identity resolution and we can help you expand your audience um, and help you understand your audience. We just rolled out actually a new app I'm really excited about, of course, because it helps us um, in the whole, you know, uh, demand gen uh, funnel in terms of like allowing buyers to self-serve and sign up on their own. So that's OmniIQ that we have at BDEX. And um, people can come in, upload a CSV file of their first party data, their CRM data, and for free, they can see, you know, the gender makeup, the um, household income, as well as the birth year of their audience. So it's just a starting point to starting to understand who your audience is. And then from there, you can, you know, of course, learn more if you upgrade. There's, um, you know, so much you can learn in terms of like what people are are purchasing, you know, what, what they're buying, what, the, what their behaviors are. Um, there's so much you can do to understand your audience, but then you can also expand it and go find, you know, other people just like them based on 5,000 different segments um, and trillions of data points. So check out bdex.com and you can see all of our numbers and, and you know, why it's so impressive in terms of like what we can do with taking someone's data and help you learn from it. Um and so that's what I do during the day is marketing there at BDEX, also the co-host on the Deconstructing Data podcast with BDEX there. Um, and then in the evenings, I work on Reveting, um, which is Whiskey Wednesday primarily. The original idea was to make it an agency, but that you know is still um, up in the air about what we want to do there. But our promotional uh, show that we started to promote Reveting is Whiskey Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And Whiskey Wednesday has ended up being this whole other thing. And um, we started it like in February. And just in September, we started taking sponsors. And that's when it sort of got a little more serious. And now we need to figure out what we really want to do with it. Um, but we'll have our last show today. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm a marketer. I'm a revenue generator. You know, I did do sales for a small uh, little bit of time uh, at previous company. And I do see how they go hand in hand. Um, and I think that experience has been extremely helpful in terms of coming to where I am now with all of my opinions that you and I happen to agree on a lot. Awesome. So firstly, everyone listening, don't miss Whiskey Wednesday today if you get a chance to listen to this before it airs this afternoon. Um, More importantly, let's dig into what you said there about the data. So what you guys are doing there is, how can I say this? What sales dream that they could do? So in terms of the target. What did you say? So what can sales so what, dream that they could do? Yeah. So what, so a lot of the things that obviously you and I talk about is um, who owns what piece and why. So if that direction, you, you guys are already doing that and sales are saying, we wish we could do that, but they don't know that a lot of marketing agencies and organizations are already doing that type of targeting and it should sit with marketing. 
Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I see that it should be more um, top-down marketing-led growth is what I'm saying. That's a really great point. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I think that we're kind of, I don't know, are we at a, a transition point or did this transition mm -hmm. point, maybe for like the fast growth companies, this transition point happened a long time ago, mm -hmm. but a lot of B2B companies are still, you know, stuck with, you know, older sales methods and have, even though they've adopted new marketing methods. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it does sort of create this place where we need to get everybody on board, right? Because we all should have one goal, revenue, and um, sharing tech stack and coming together to accomplish that goal. But um, yeah, I guess what I try to do, at least internally at BDEX, is continually, you know, bring us together to talk mm -hmm. about these things. Mm -hmm. Because I do know that sales will, on their own, talk about targets and prospecting, and if I'm not in those conversations, then there's a misalignment. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, you know, we have even even us internally, we have to make sure that we're doing that. Um, so I can't sit here and say, like, we do it perfectly because mm -hmm. we don't. But we do um, recognize the need for it. And we try to make sure that it happens. And same for me, if I'm going to start, you know, a new campaign, well, it should, first of all, like we should all be starting with our marketing plan, right? Like that's like, we're all planning for 2023. At least I'm still wrapping up planning for 2023. Um, but like, um, that's where it starts. You got to do the basics. Sometimes I feel like people want to look over the basics. Like what are the business goals? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what are the metrics that we're going to, we're going to measure to, to try to accomplish those goals? Um, and then like, what, what are we going to, what are we actually going to measure here? Um, we should get on, the same page with that first. And then instead of just like going and starting a thousand campaigns, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we have, you know, three campaigns and, um, you know, from there we justify why we need all these other tactics that are going on even below that. And I think a lot of the time when we're talking about target market, it, it, it can be random, you know, like that should be something that's done in a marketing plan from the beginning, mm -hmm as a team, ideally. And we mm -hmm. should be driving that with data and understanding who has bought from us before and how can we go find more people like them, just like BDEX does for other companies. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it comes down to planning and leadership because you have to have a plan, but you do have to have leadership that'll bring all groups together to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. So I'll dig into a little bit of that, if I may. Um, so let's just unpack that. So why do you think that it, that it is that sales traditionally, let's not talk about people doing demand gen and um, marketing plans that are end-to-end -end service delivery for the whole organization in terms of revenue alignment. Let's say that not those people. Let's talk about the 80% of everybody else. Why do you think that sales has no confidence to sit with heads of marketing and say, hey, um, or even listen to their to to their, their 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 lead. Hey, so that should look. Tell me if I'm wrong. What that could or should look like is marketing says these are the targets, these are the channels, this is the compelling reason why, this is the educational content that will strike them within the buying cycle. This is against the existing profiling of win loss. This is against the existing um, best billers versus worst, and these are the ones that we would target. And this is how it's going to make it real for them, right? They give that to sales and say, do this, target this, send this, say this. And 
go further than that. If they also know on the back end in customer success, what's going to cause no customer churn, that could be part of the plan. But why do you think that sales has no confidence to ask marketing to have that conversation in most organizations? Um, I think one is lack of planning. So one, if you have that plan in place and everybody knows what's happening and there's transparency and everyone has buy-in to that plan, then, you know, there's going to be more trust. Mm -hmm. But then also I think that different goals, like sales will typically have more short-term goals, right? Marketing more yeah. long-term yeah. goals. And so, you know, a lot of the times I think sales will look at what marketing is doing, like, why are they even putting that out there? Like, who are they even writing to, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, even if this blog isn't relevant, it's going to live on the internet forever. So like, you know, mm -hmm. um, just different goals. Um, and I think there's a misalignment there, but I think that's, it still just comes down to leadership, alignment, and everyone understanding what everyone's doing. So if marketing you know, it's clear that, hey, here are the three, you know, major campaigns that we're going to be running. We're going to be testing some of these other tactics over here. So if you see some of that noise, you know, let us know, um, you know, like if we're clear about what we're doing, then there's no surprises. Mm -hmm. um, but also if sales is clear about what they're doing, like they should technically have a smaller list. You know, mm -hmm. if they're doing enterprise type outreach, we're, they're not going to bulk, you know, the mass like we are. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing one on one and yeah. um, reaching out ideally with a sales sequence or a cadence um, where there's a system and a process of when we reach out with who. And so then marketing also knows what they're doing and who they're reaching out to. And we can supplement that by including those audiences and different ad campaigns that make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, run a full account-based marketing plan, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But do you think, do you think that the reason that these um, underlining misalignments exist comes from sales-led growth models where sales tells marketing what they need and it's not top down around the other yeah. way? I think, I think, yeah, I, clearly there is a transition happening, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. it makes everybody uncomfortable. And Whiskey Wednesday kind of puts its finger right on that discomfort. Mm -hmm. So it draws a lot of attention, especially when we talk about things like should marketing report to sales? Like that's, we get requested every week, but like, mm -hmm. honestly, that one triggers people. Mm -hmm. Um and especially when, you know, that sales led model oftentimes mm -hmm. um, brought in very, let's say, yeah. I don't want to say uh, like aggressive, like, but like people who are, you know, type one type of people are mm -hmm. doing sales, mm -hmm. you know, and so like, um, I think it is a different, I, I, it's going to be a difficult transition. Mm -hmm. And ideally teams can work together and everybody can see, you know, the, see what's happening in the, in the world. Cause the market has changed, right? That's what's happened. The pandemic happened that sped all this up, but not to say it wasn't happening even before mm -hmm. that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that we adjusting is hard. Change is hard. Even I have a hard time with change and adjusting. Mm -hmm. So like, first of all, we have to accept that it happened and we have to accept that we need to move in this direction, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, I think that from there it'll get easier, but again, it's just like, 
have the goal, have the planning, make sure everybody knows what's going on and everybody's mm-hmm. communicated and to some degree has some buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes these changes much easier. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you were very delicate in your articulation there. I already know what I think the answer is. And I look at it like this, right? You could solve your sales problem and your customer churn with proper marketing. So if that plan was all of those things, what's the compelling reason for the person that needs to see it? Where do they need to see it? On what channel? What's going to make it real for them? Does it outline the dream state? And does that show against any customer churn down the line? Here, do this. We wouldn't have these problems because you wouldn't have people that are calling up companies and going, hey, mate, what would need to happen to make this happen? Let's just get this over the line today. I came from that and then I went full circle going, well, hang on. If I just called and asked for permission to show them what should be within their buying stock because the data I've already ran and figured this out for myself because they're going to be in market, they're past the tipping point of their contract for this and this should get them to this, you wouldn't need to do it that way. And that has to be a better model to do what I call less abrasive selling against no intent lead gen. So cool. I could probably still coach people to do that, but I won't because we know that there's a better way, but yeah, I think, (laughs) well, um, with everything that you're working on now and the success of, of whiskey Wednesday, everybody tune in, but, um, what do you think some of, cause I've just talked to you through some of my learnings, um, along this path of, 20 years doing this now, what do you think some of the biggest things that you've learned to, to get to where we are right now? Um, the biggest, okay, let me make sure I understand this. The biggest things to learn to get to where we are now in terms yeah. of like- What you've learned. What I've learned, okay. Um, just test, take action. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the biggest thing is just you're gonna fail. So just accept that. Mm -hmm. and just keep failing but fail fast and um, reiterate and change and look at things and do it smart and have a plan Um, even I you know I'm not perfect at all these things sometimes I'm like man I should have planned better because we start testing right and things Mm -hmm. just take off in a different direction um, than you maybe intended so it is good to you know take action but take planned action Mm -hmm. that's all I can really say because honestly like I started doing these live streams and people were like like, honestly, the reason I, one of the reasons I started is because I was like, I think BDEC should have a podcast. I think that yes. this will resonate with yep. our audience. Our audience is listening to podcasts. So why don't we have a podcast? And so then it was like, well, have you ever done a podcast? I'm like, I know nothing about podcasts, mm-hmm. you know? And so then I'm like, on my own time, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Like mm-hmm. I felt like the responsible thing to do. Um, plus I just wanted to do it anyway. So um, started with Riverside and met Eddie and we started just like having these sales marketing alignment conversations. Um, but it took me like taking action. I, I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was going to do. So I had to accept the fact that I didn't know what I was going to do. So you just figure it out, figure out the technicalities and then everything else, you know, flows as long as it, you're doing something that, you know, you enjoy and that you're knowledgeable about and that you can actually talk about. Um, and then, you know, as you've probably figured out, the best sort of interviews often you don't have to talk at all you're just asking questions and letting your guests shine Mm -hmm. um and so sometimes i think being a guest on a show is much harder than being the Mm co-host um but you know we have to handle the technicalities and the production and all of that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but you don't necessarily have to answer all the questions and 
um, know what to say. So uh, you just have to know what to ask and understand who's coming. But I wouldn't have learned any of that if I just, like I said, wouldn't have taken action. And then from that, I was able to say, okay, yes, I do feel even more confident that I think BDEX needs a podcast. Um, and I can, you know, by that point I'd learn all the technicalities. We can, we can make it a live stream and then we can still like have it, you know, syndicate, whatever to all these other channels. Like, um, so I'd figured out the technicalities and that was made it much easier to make decisions and move forward. And I'm glad we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were like one of the top 50 marketing podcasts in um, Japan. So this mm -hmm. is random for, yeah, but yeah. you know, like, Hey, we've yeah. only been, we're on like episode 30 or something. And we're talking about really nerdy marketing data topics. We can get either really, depending on the guest, we'll either get really technical um, mm -hmm. or we'll get very much into like advertising jargon. Um, and so like we have our niche and I think within our niche, they appreciate that, which is what we wanted. So um, yeah, I think what I've learned in everything and, and I've only described the podcast thing, but everything is just take action and try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. That probably leads me to my next question. Like, what do you say to companies that don't realize the marketing advantage of having their own podcast and having their voice out there? Well, welcome to 2023 other businesses, <laughs> because Nobody wants to scroll your 1500 word blog to find uh -huh. anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So you better get some short form video. And mm -hmm. if you're going to be smart about your short form video, you're going to have a podcast or a show that is an entire episode that'll live on YouTube and other places mm -hmm. um, and collecting SEO value there. But then your marketers can also learn because they get to, they have to clip all those videos and listen to their thought leaders Mm -hmm. Um, but it just creates an abundance of content. And from that, you can transcribe that conversation and get your 1500 plus word blog, mm -hmm. if that's what you really want. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is the way people are consuming content now. So all I have to say is you better get on board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unequivocally. But have you, so one of the biggest things that I notice, and tell me if I'm, if I'm, if I'm off base you then have the access to people to tell their stories that you may not have, yes. you may not have immediately had access to in the first place. So that then builds your rapport within your key target audience who, mm -hmm. if you had your sales hat on, were just calling to say, Hey, Jesse, do you need this? Or this is what I know is going to make it real for you. That's a different conversation to Jesse. Can you come on this show, tell your story and talk about what's important to you? So, yeah. Absolutely. Like that's a whole other point that like, I, I'm not, I'll even admit, like, I think, I don't know in terms of like, when you bring, when I bring on guests to the, to deconstructing data, mm. I don't think that's a lead, you know, in terms mm. of like, I think a lot of no. people think of, I'm going to put on a podcast and I'm going to bring in all these guests and then I'm going to sell to these guests. So I just want to be really clear. I don't think that is the way to go. But like what you were saying, where it helps you sort of, you know, build authority with your target audience and, you know, your reputation. Um, I think that in many ways is the way to go. Um, and that's really the reason to do it. Um, you know, your, your target audience, like I said, they're consuming content this way. So mm -hmm. give them something to listen to that will, you know, 
help you position your brand where you want to be with that target audience. And you're not selling like many times on the deconstructing data podcast, whenever I can, I will plug Omni IQ because get it straight. We are there for revenue. And we are there to, you know, help a company be profitable. And, and it's, you know, so we're not just here to tell stories. There is a goal, but you can't make it all just about, you know, selling a product and talking about your product. Um, it has to be things that, like you said, are important to your audience that will make them, you know, respect you more and maybe even want to like, call you up because they saw you were talking with so-and-so yeah. and that person, you know, has a lot of whatever credentials. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. it's really important. So, yeah, that's, I think that's what some of the companies that are resistant miss because they don't know the dark social aspect of that. So, Hey, Jesse, I saw you on this show. Do you think there'd be a chance to get me on the show or I'm going to put you in touch with someone because of what you said. So they've got no idea mm -hmm. that that happens. So if you're hitting it out of the park with with that delivery, that will organically happen. Um, but they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so with what do you see for the future with sales and marketing alignment? Maybe let's just go there. Or what should happen in um, your dangerous question. I think every company is different, right? So it's like, you can't, yeah, I always have a hard time like just saying one thing because like, mm -hmm. well, it just really depends on your business. But um, in general, I think that it has to start with leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's up to people under leadership to help inform leadership of these things. So, you know, if that means sending them podcasts, like, Hey, can you listen to this? Yeah. So I think this is super informative, help educate them. So it's not just you, you know, but how will it happen? It's good. There's going to have to be a level of education, um, so that people understand the importance of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, people are just going to have to change and change is hard. Um, mm -hmm. And work together. I think that who was it? Who was posting about democratization today? I think it was Melissa Rosenthal. Click up. Mm -hmm. What did she say? But I think that, you know, really democratizing things is becoming it's becoming more important. Um, but also businesses can see the value in that in terms of like using your people um to to glean data from them. And you know, like they're all experts in what they're doing and why they're here. So ask them and get qualitative information from them um, and learn from them. And I think that that's probably how a lot of it will start is it's going to have to bubble from bottom up because mm -hmm. marketers see it, you know, we see the what's happening. Like it'll, the, at, so a lead will come in from marketing attribution, like it says organic. Okay. That must be from the blog, right? No, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, then you ask them and it's like, oh, they heard about you on the podcast. Um, and so like, we see these things. So we just have to communicate that well and educate the leaders so that they'll want to align sales and marketing because it's difficult to do without that leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that there's going to be, um, my perspective will be that change is going to cause disruption internally and externally because the people at the top now can't see what we can see. 
So they have to be one accountable to knowing what they don't know so that they can then accept if we can show these uh, portions of self-reported attribution, maybe there is something there. But I think they have to first own the fact that they don't know that. So that's it's going to be a little bit tumultuous, maybe. <laughs> but um, so with everything that you do um, with Whiskey Wednesday and we we working with um, so doing the the data with Omni, you said, um, who do you think you can help the most with everything that you do? Maybe run us through that. Um, who can I help the most with everything I do? Really, um, uh, let's see, with BDEX and with Humans Aid. So yeah, BDEX yeah. primarily, we, we offer consumer data. So we, at BDEX, we can help marketers who are targeting consumers. Um, we hope to very soon be able to do more with B2B data, and we can do some, um, but it's not our specialty. So at BDEX, we can really help consumer marketers and more now like it used to just be we helped enterprise consumer marketers or large marketing agencies with like um, tv ads essentially like ctv um, we have a partnership with tivo so we help tivo you know take tivo data and help people build audiences to a full national scale to target different ads um, but now with omni iq we can help marketers at all levels uh, mm-hmm. who are targeting consumers and so it's not just those who are targeting um, for TV with TV budgets, um, but mm-hmm. those SMBs who need to work on their first party data as well right now. So that's who we can help at BDEX. Anyone who wants to stand their audience from a consumer level, because even B2B sometimes wants to understand you yeah. know, what their audience is purchasing and what their behaviors are and those types of things. Um, at Whiskey Wednesday, we're more of a B2B focus where... Mm-hmm. Um, we help salespeople, marketing people. We say the best salespeople are marketers. The best marketers are salespeople. Um, cause really it's like one in the same, but we do, who do we help there is we help different SaaS brands and, or also people who want to target sales and marketers in the B2B tech space, mm-hmm. especially SaaS. Um, we've had some pretty awesome sponsors, um, and, you know, we, we draw a crowd talk, talking about these hot topics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we bring in guests who are, you know, either up and coming on LinkedIn or who are really big on LinkedIn, like Justin Welsh or corporate bro, um, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to have on Melanie, Melanie Borden and um, a, a bunch of women in January. Um, but, you know, like today we have Sarah Brazer and Todd mm-hmm. Clouser. So just fun names. And we bring on marketers and salespeople. And then then we ask them like to pick the topic so that they feel jazzed to talk about it mm-hmm. around sales and marketing alignment. That's why the only one we always have to cross out is should sales report to marketing. <laughs> Everyone, you know, like wants to talk about this. We talk about it so much and it really, it really triggers people. But mm-hmm. that draws a crowd. And that's how we help brands get in front of those crowds. Because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of yeah. brands who want to get behind this message that we should be talking about these things. And also, like, we help educate a lot of, you know, SDRs and marketing managers. And we're providing courses, like, as gifts and giveaways. And um, we're sharing a lot of knowledge with the audience. And that's what makes it fun. And I think that's what makes brands want to put their name on it. But um, yeah, so we help the B2B tech SaaS space, primarily like entry level as our audience, but 
um, our guests oftentimes end up being some of our sponsors. So um, they end up being more like founders and executives as well. Awesome. Well, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Any final thoughts for the listeners? Any controversial things you want to put out there? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh... <laughs> I mean, I don't really care at this point. I've already said, like, yeah, I do think, go. I do think that sales should report to marketing. <laughs> um, you know, I do think that marketers should take an interest in sales too. I think that mm-hmm. marketers need to sit on sales calls. I think that, um, they need to have a full understanding of who sales is reaching out to. I think a lot of companies now have like very minimum of like the, the like full enterprise type of sellers, but I don't know, many don't still. Um, but, you know, even when they are separated to that degree, it's going to be to the company's advantage to have an alignment so that marketing is still touching the same contacts that those mm-hmm. enterprise people are calling. Um, because of course, if they have 40 impressions before those enterprise people are even calling them, it's going to be to the benefit of the company. So my message would be, if we can't get them to work together, then just put it under marketing. So the marketing at least knows everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'd probably go further and say that all of the actions that are customer facing as well as customer acquisition should be part of revenue. So marketing should provide, as I said earlier, these are the targets. This is the compelling reason. This is the educational content. This is where they need to be struck within the buying cycle. Sales, say this, do this, get there. And this is also why it's going to benefit downstream that there won't be a churn problem. So if we do this, we're unified in that approach, then you're also targeting advertisements to the people that they're reaching out to in one motion. So if we did that, we wouldn't have any of the problems we have right now. But that's not the way that most yeah. businesses operate. So... Yeah. The transparency thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who reports to who at the end of the day, yeah. in my opinion, you know, if you have to get to that point, then you have to. And I think that's where a lot of people are. Well, maybe like SDRs and BDRs, because like, mm-hmm. what is marketing? You know, well, it's introducing brands to their buyers. So BDRs are often doing that in SDRs. And so I do think that that level of sales should definitely live under marketing. Um, but the enterprise level, I can see where it doesn't. But at the end of the day, if there's transparency yeah. and everybody knows what's going on, um, then that means that the company is working together toward a common goal. And I think that, you know, obviously that's, that's where we want to be. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for some absolute hot, hot topics here today. Um, if the audience has loved what you've said as much as what I have, where's the best places to contact you and, and divulge all your content? Uh, yeah, well, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. You can also find me on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but if you want to email me about BDEX, you can reach me mm-hmm. at jesse at bdex.com or Whiskey Wednesday, reach me at jesse at revening.com. Cool. Thank you so much, Jesse. I appreciate your time. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.